Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the NFL Digest. It's your girl, Nora Natish, and we're back after a little bit of hiccups last week and this week. And from now on, NFL Digest will be hitting you guys on Wednesday at noon. And instead of the V-Report, because we're going to switch it, because the V-Report will hit you on Thursdays for now on. So that's a little bit of the housekeeping things items I wanted to get to. I am so sorry about last week, everybody. I'm going to be real with you guys. Last week was a lot going on. And your girl was... It's always cool. I'm telling y'all, being booked and busy is so much fun until it's really like you are booked and busy and you are exhausted. And your girl is exhausted. But I figured out a way to make sure I finish season three of the NFL Digest and to continue my podcast and all the other amazing ventures, uh, career ventures I'm on at the moment. So your girl is doing the best she can. So I'm sorry that it's now, we're now going to be Wednesdays. But Wednesday at noon, you will have your NFL Digest. It will be out there. Your girl will be back to pubbing it way more and all that good jazz. So you guys know the drill. When we come on here, we do what? We talk about one thing, one thing only, and that's football. So week 13 was an interesting week because I saw a lot of trash games and a lot of blowout games. And I was really kind of blown by some of these games, but you know how it is. We're going to pick talk about five games that caught my attention. The trash game of the week, Nora's game of the week, and three games that just was like, that came across my eye. So let's start with the battle of the North. We have the Packers versus the Bears. Two teams that I expected so much more from, but we have a five and six team and a three and 10 team. So that's all I'm going to say about that. So the Packers did beat the Bears 28 to 19. And we're gonna start with our leaders. We had Justin Fields. He homie went from his shoulder about to be dislocated to back on that field throwing that ball. He threw it for 254 yards, completed 20 and 25 attempts, but had two interceptions. He also led in rushing yards with six carries for 71 yards and one touchdown. <clears throat> Oh wow, this is y'all give girl, give y'all girl some props here because she's gonna get this next the name right here. Come on, baby. Um Equimius St. John. Kyle, I know St. John is Latin, but Equimius St. John, he had three receptions for 85 yards. Shout out to me if I got that right. If I did not, I'm so sorry. Equimius St. John. And not trying to do your name filthy. I'm trying. So now on the Packers side of the the board. We got Aaron Rodgers. He threw for 182 yards, completed 18 out of 31 attempts. He had one touchdown. While AJ Dillon, he led in rushing yards with 18 carries for 95 yards and one touchdown. And Alan Lazar led, um, led in receiving yards with five receptions for 67 yards. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. So in the first quarter, Cairo Santos had a 40 yard field goal putting the Bears on the board first with a 3-0 lead. With, um, towards the end of the first quarter, Justin Fields ran for 55 yards for a touchdown. Cairo Santos kicked the extra point, making it 10-0. The Bears definitely dominated that first quarter. Well, here we go. The Packers get on the board in the second quarter with Mason Crosby kicking a 24-yard field goal, making it 3-10. 
After that, David Montgomery had a seven-yard run, which resulted in a touchdown. Cairo Sanders went for the extra point, but it was no good. However, extending the Bears' lead to 16-3. to Christian Watson, who actually has been doing very, getting very comfortable on the Packers, caught a 14-yard pass from Aaron Rodgers with 17 seconds left in the half, and that resulted in a touchdown. Mason Crosby gets the extra point, making it 10-16, to going into halftime. Third quarter was very lame. So there's nothing. So many three and outs. Lots of, lots of just boring. It was boring football in third quarter. I ain't gonna hold y'all. However, at the end of the third quarter, we got Carlos Santos kicking a 28-yard field goal, extending that Chicago lead to 19 to 10. Packers woke up in the third quarter because in the fourth quarter. Because we get the fourth quarter, AJ Dillon had a 21-yard run, which resulted in a touchdown. Mason Crosby kicked the extra point, making it 17 to 19. With four minutes and 50, sorry, 49 seconds left on the clock, Mason Crosby then kicks a 32-yard field goal, which was good. Make having the Packers have their first lead in this game, 20 to 19. With a minute and 51 seconds left, Christian Watson catches up 46. Yeah, he has a 46-yard run, which results in a touchdown. However, the Packers' offense stayed on the field because then Aaron Rodgers goes for two and he passes it to um, Marseille's Lewis, which was good. So those two points, that two-point conversion was successful, making it 28-19, to and the Packers took this win in the north a game that actually that wasn't bad it was just like i honestly didn't get to even catch it until the highlights was the jets and the vikings the jets and vikings game was way more competitive than i thought it was going to be again if you haven't been watching the jets jets have actually been pretty decent this year they're seven five really doing their thing the vikings everybody's constantly talking about the vikings are a real team a real threat and a real Things to be worried about. I gotta say yes to a 10 and 2. I gotta say the Vikings are actual problem. Kirk Cousins will always Kirk Cousins, but however, at the same time, he has not been. Because the Vikings beat the Jets 27 to 22. Our game leaders will start with the Jets. We got <clears throat> Mike White. Yes, you guys heard it. It's not Zach Wilson. Mike White is in. And he threw for 369 yards, completed. 31 out of 57 of his attempts, and he had two interceptions. Yikes. Leading rusher was Zonovan uh, Knight with 15 carries for 90 yards, and Garrett Wilson led in re- with receiving yards with eight receptions for 162 yards. That was run. I know that's right. Kirk Cousins, he threw for 173 yards, completed 21 out of 35 of his attempts, and he had one touchdown. Dalvin Cook was leading rusher with 20 carries for 86 yards and one touchdown. And you guys already know this young man from LSU, the LSU Tiger, that guy, that guy in Minnesota, Justin Jefferson. He led in receiving yards with seven receptions for 45 yards and one touchdown. So let's talk about this game. In the first quarter, Greg Joseph kicked a 40, sorry, 51 yard field goal, putting Minnesota on the board first with three to zero. Then Greg Zerlin kicked a 48-yard field goal, putting the Jets on the board, tied the game up 3-2-3. In the second quarter, we got Dalvin Cook 
what had a four-yard run, which resulted in a touchdown. Greg Joseph extra point, making it ten to three. Alexander Mitson had a four-yard run, which resulted in a touchdown. Greg Joseph extra point, making it seventeen to three. So it's getting kind of one-sided going into the half. But it's not over yet. With 40 seconds left on the clock, Greg Joseph gets a 41-yard field goal, extending that Vikings lead 22-3. Mm, it's looking real dicey here. But then with eight seconds left, the Jets wanted to make some type of change. So then Greg Zerlin kicked a 60-yard field goal, which made it 6-20 for the half. In the third quarter, the third quarter was the Jets. The Jets took care of business in the third quarter because then Greg Zerling um, kicked a 36-yard field goal, extending the Jets' the Jets um, points to 9-20. to 20. Then with the, at the end of the third quarter, Greg Zerling kicked a 30-yard field goal, which was good, making it 12-20. to 20. So the game's still not over yet. Still much, so much time. We got a whole fourth quarter. And start the fourth quarter off, we got Greg Zerling again, kicking a 26-yard field goal. Putting the Jets only down by five with 15 to 20. However, again, the Vikings still got Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson catches a 10-yard pass from Kirk Cousins, which results in the touchdown. Greg Joseph an extra point, making it 27 to 15. And with six minutes and 45 seconds left on the clock, we got Mike White has a one-yard run, which results in the touchdown for the Jets. Greg Zero kicks an extra point, making it 22 to 27. That is the last time in the game where anybody sees the end zone. Okay, we're going to now go to Norris Trash Game of the Week. And you guys that are new to the NFL Digest, again, welcome. But if you're new to what the Trash Game of the Week is a game that Bernard just thought was so not interested. I wasn't interested at all. I was more like, this is ridiculous. And we're going to Baltimore because we're going to have the Ravens versus the Broncos. This game just was a bunch of mess. Um, Lamar Jackson got hurt. Not happy about that. Um, Russell Wilson, I don't know what's going on. And it bothers me because I've been watching Russell Wilson his entire career. And I just don't understand what's, what is this. I, I'm just very, very, very lost about the, the drama that's going on in Denver. Denver is supposed to be a team that was set and ready to go. They just needed a quarterback. They got Russell Wilson, which we all know is a good quarterback. But I don't know what has happened since he got to Denver. However, the Ravens did beat the Broncos 10-9. to So you, based on the score, you already know why we're getting trashy out here. But let's start with the Broncos. We got Russell Wilson. He threw for 189 yards, completed 17 at 22 attempts. The leading... Um, Russia was Latavius Murray for 17 carries for 47 yards. Our leading receiver was Greg Dolch with six receptions. Sorry, yeah, six receptions for 85 yards. Now on Baltimore side, we have Tyler Huntley playing as quarterback. He threw for 187 yards, completely 27 at 32 attempts and had one reception. Huntley also led in rushing yards with 10 carries for 41 yards and one touchdown. Mark Andrews led in receiving yards with four receptions for 53 yards. Good. The great thing I heard on SportsCenter was that 
Lamar Jackson is going to be okay. That he did have a knee injury, but it wasn't season ending. So Ravens fans do not do not threat yet. It's okay. He's 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 hurt, but he's not not out for the season. There's still hope for you guys. Okay. Just keeping it real. So in the first quarter, Brandon McManus kicked a 52-yard field goal, putting the Broncos up on the board in the first quarter, 3-2-0. In the second quarter, Justin Tucker kicked a 26-yard field goal, tying the game up 3-3. Three three. With three, 37 seconds left on the clock, we got Brandon McManus kick a 41-yard field goal, extending the Broncos' lead to 6-2-9. So it was field goal central out here, everybody. And then in the third quarter, we got Brennan McManus kick a 50-yard field goal, making it 9-3. And then the fourth quarter with 28 seconds left, we got Tyler Huntley had a two-yard run, which was our first touchdown of the game. And Justin Tucker extra point, making it 10-9. And now you guys can see why this is Nora's trash game of the week. It took to the last 28 seconds of the fourth quarter for somebody to score a touchdown. No good. That is not good football, and yes, great defense. But at the same time, it was just a sloppy game, really bad offense. And you know, your girl in Artish loves a really strong offense that can really put some points on that board. And that is not what I saw in this game. When we come back, we're going to get to Nora's fourth game that she wants to talk about. And we're going all the way to Cincinnati with that Bengals and Chiefs game. And then we're going to end with Nora's game of the week right after this. Hello everyone, welcome back. Again, if you're interested in starting a podcast, you don't know where to turn, go and download the Anchor app. Anchor is the best place for you to start your podcast and make it poppin'. All you gotta do is start recording on the Anchor app or anchor.com. And then you can edit your podcast, add sound effects, add music, and publish all on the same platform. And the best thing about Anchor is for free. So if you want to make your podcast change a reality, go on and make Anchor your podcast generator. Also, while we were talking about our ads, this, this episode is sponsored by Ozell Brand. Thank you, Ozell Brand, for again sponsoring us and always pouring love into the MTNV Sports Network. Ozell Brand is an amazing um, shoe brand where you can get some fire cleats, some fire kicks that are, are custom made and also made personally for your school, for your group, for your fret, for your sorority. He got you. So check out Ozell Brand at ozellbrand.com for your cleats and your sneakers. Okay, guys, again, I told you we're going to our fourth game for this episode and we're going where i told you we're going to cincinnati with that Bengals and chiefs game the Bengals beat the chiefs 27 to 24 as, as you guys know this people were talking about this was last year's um last year's game blah blah, blah. It, um asc championship and we saw how that whole thing went down with the again argue, arguably one of the best games ever the chiefs and the bills and the Bengals took out the Chiefs and went to the Super Bowl and, of course, fell to the Rams. However, we got a little bit slight rematch here. A little bit, a few different people shifted and moved, but the Bengals still took the victory. 
Let's get to it. We got Pablo Holmes. He threw for 223 yards, completed 16 at 27. That was attempt, and he had one touchdown. Our leading rusher for the Chiefs was Isaiah um, Pachkio. He had 14 carries for 66 yards and one touchdown. Our leading receiver was Marquez Valdez uh, Scratling. Shout out to me. He had two receptions for 71 yards. Joe Burrow, he threw for 286 yards, completed 25 out of 31 attempts. He had two touchdowns. Leading rusher for the Bengals was Sam J. Pring. Two with 21 carries for 106 yards. While Jamar Chase led receiving yards with seven receptions for 97 yards. So let's get to the game. So in the first quarter, Joe Burrow had a four-yard run, put those Bengals on the board early, 7-2-0, of course, thanks to the extra point by Evan McPherson. Then Harrison Butler kicked a 26-yard field goal, putting the Chiefs on the board 3-7 at the end of the fourth quarter. In the second quarter, T. Higgins catches a 12-yard pass from Joe Burrow, which results in a touchdown. Evan McPherson gets the extra point, making it 14-2-3. All right, Jarek McKinnon had then caught a two-yard pass from Pat Mahomes, which resulted in a touchdown. Harrison Butler kicked the extra point, making it 10-14. to 14. Okay, for the half. For third quarter, we got Isaiah um, Pachkio. He had an eight-yard run, which resulted in a touchdown. Harrison Butler kicked the extra point. Um, having the Chiefs take the lead for the first time in the game, making it 17 to 14. In the middle of the third quarter, Evan McPherson hit a 36 yard field goal to tie the game up 17 17. However, at the, third, at the end of the third quarter, Pat Mahomes has a three yard run, which results in a touchdown. Harrison Butler gets extra point, making it 24 to 17 going into the fourth quarter. We all know how the Chiefs can really hold it down the fourth. They can let it get loose. And what happened was the Bengals got loose instead because Evan McPherson kicked a 41-yard field goal, um, bringing the Bengals to 20 points to 24th of the Chiefs. Then Chris Evans catches an eight-yard pass from Joe Burrow, which results in a touchdown. Um, Evan McPherson kicked an extra point, making it 27 to 24. And that was the last time anyone scored in this game. Pretty decent game. I, I ain't gonna lie. This game was out. I, I like how he like this matchup. So I definitely was into this. Okay, so Nora's game of the week. It's gonna hit you weird because this really wasn't my favorite game, but it was my favorite comeback. And you wanna know why it was the Saints and the Buccaneers. I sat and watched this game, and again, those of you guys don't know, I love the Manning Brothers show on ESPN2 on Monday Night Football. I love it, love it, love it. It just keeps me entertained. This game was not the best game. It was not. It really just, just was not at all. But it was the game that had me always ooing and eyeing towards the end because I still cannot understand how Tom Brady won this game. I just don't understand. So the Bucks beat the Saints 17 to 16. On Monday Night Football. And let's get to the stats. We had Andy Dalton, he threw for 229 yards, completed 20 at 28 attempts, and had one touchdown. Mark Ingram, 
was leading Russia with seven carries for 27 yards, while Rashid, Rashid Shahid was the leading receiver with four receptions for 75 yards. Now in Tampa Bay, we have Brady. He threw for 281 yards, completed 36 out of 54 attempts. He had two touchdowns and one interception. Larry Fournette was the leading rusher for the the Tampa Bay Bucks, and he had 10 carries for 49 yards. While Chris Godwin had eight receptions for eight for 68 yards as the leading receiver. Let's get to the game, shall we? Ryan Sucka puts the points points on the board early in the well not really early in the middle of the first quarter by kicking a 21-yard field goal which put Tampa Bay on the map three to zero in the second quarter it was the Saints dominating with Taysom Hill catching a 30-yard pass from Andy Dalton which resulted in a touchdown Will Lutz kick the extra point making it seven to three with 20 seconds left in the half we have Will Lutz kick a 38-yard field goal which was good, making it 10 to three going into halftime. Now for the third quarter, which was, a, again, this is not the best game, the best comeback. And that's why we're gonna get to it. So in the third quarter, Will Lutz get a 21 yard field goal, extending the Saints lead 13 to three. And now we go into the fourth quarter, Will Lutz get the 29 yard field goal, making it 16 to three. And for the rest of the quarter, it was really lots of three and outs. Brady on his back, things looking a mess. No one's catching the ball. Brady frustrated. He's yelling, he's screaming. Everybody's getting upset. However, with three minutes left in the game, Cade Otwin caught a one-yard pass to Tom Brady, which results in a touchdown, the Bucks' first touchdown of the game. And Ryan still gets extra point, making it 10 to 16. With three seconds left on the clock, um, Rashi White, uh, Rashad, Rashad White, caught a nine-yard pass from Tom Brady, which resulted in a touchdown. Yes, you heard me. In three minutes on this left in this game, Brady put two touchdowns on the board. He put 14 up because that's just what the goat does. That was the craziest thing. I did not expect the Saints to play this way. Again, this is a perfect example of bad clock management by the Saints, but same time. Well done, Tom. Well done. And Ryan Sutter could extra point, making it 17 to 16. Then we, of course, we had our cartoon play at the end of the game, which only like I've only seen that play work once, once or twice when you are throwing the football back and you have to get end up somehow come back and win the game. But Tom Brady, I have to, I owe Tom Brady an apology. I was like, it's over. It's over, y'all. It's, the era is over. Tom Brady, every time people say this about Brady, he's like, hold my beer. I'm not done. Dust me off. I'm not done. And he always proves it. He's not done. So that was the end of the Buccaneers game. And also that'll be the end of this uh, this episode of the NFL Digest. Again, your girl's happy to always share what she loves, which is football with all of you. However, she has a little bit of things to talk with you guys about. And that is because my foundation is doing a fundraiser. Your girl is, is trying to raise $1,000 for my foundation, the BL Foundation. We are doing a wine sale with One Hope Wine where we partner with them and 
10% of all purchases will go to the foundation. We are making our way to our $1,000 goal. We're trying to make this money before January 2nd. And it's holiday season. This wine, I'm not going to lie to you guys, this wine is very good. I know I'm going to push alcohol and stuff like that. I'm not trying to push alcohol. But I'm just saying, if you are somebody who is needing a last minute gift for your boss, check out One Hope Wine. And you can definitely check this out on my Instagram page um, and also my foundation Instagram page, which is the VL Foundation. And it's right there. And the link is in the bio. And you can click on that link and you can go straight to us and order some amazing wine from Napa. So again, you guys have a great week. I will be back next week with some more of the NFL Digest. Your girl talking more about what she loves, which is football. Take care. Bye.